Good morning. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we come before your throne just grateful that you are Lord. Grateful that you are working stories that we have no idea about, Father. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful to hear the sisters share about your, your, their alignment with you in that story. It's encouraging to celebrate birthdays, Father, that we are growing, prayerfully maturing, and just enjoying life, Father. Lord, I pray that as we talk about your Sabbath, your day of rest, that we are people filled with deep soul rest, Father. Mm -hmm. That we are people who are experiencing deep, life-giving rest. And that we would turn around and be a people who could be a blessing, Father. Mm -hmm. I pray that as we study your scriptures today, that you continue to guide us as we practice what it means to be a people of deep soul rest. Mm -hmm. Again, Lord, we love you, we thank you, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So... You've probably heard people say this. You've probably said it yourself. Discipleship to Jesus is boring. You know, the only reason you stick around is potentially the alternative, right? Like, you're like, oh, I'd rather be with God for eternity than be somewhere else. You've probably thought, man, discipleship to Jesus is just this constant, oh, I'm against the world, and I got to fight the world, and what about the world? And you can just feel like, oh, I just want to watch a movie. <laughs> and then you can feel guilty that you did watch that movie. And you do have TV shows, and you do have quirky hobbies, and you feel like that's not really changing the world, and now you got to figure out, man, how does my discipleship align up with my chess club so I can be evangelistic when I really just want to play chess? I don't really want to proclaim the gospel right now. And then even more sometimes, we can feel this deep, like, I read the Bible through the lens of thou shalt not. Thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. And so it can just feel like, man, this is such a... And so a lot of times when, we're, when we think about proclaiming who Jesus is or proclaiming the gospel, some of us are scared that I, I don't know if they're ready to be bored for the rest of their life. <laughs> Maybe we wait a little bit longer. Maybe when they're in their 50s and 60s. Isn't that when people go to church anyway, when they're older? You know, even for those of us who have not that view but another view, it's sometimes as we mature in Christ and as life just makes us more mature, we forget how to have fun. You know how so many times I've advised people, you should go do something fun, and then the first thing they come out of their mouth, I don't even know what to do. I used to have so much fun when I was a kid. Three years ago, I had an opportunity to have some fun, and the first question that came to mind, what am I going to do? My knees aren't the same. I can't play basketball the way I used to. I don't play with toys. I don't play video games. I'm like, I just read. And that don't feel fun. <laughs> and if I remember calling a, a, a friend of mine, I'm like, man, you guys know Stefan. I'm like, Stefan, man, I don't have fun without you, bro. Where you at? He's a lot of fun. And he was like, I don't have fun either. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so what we're talking about today is Sabbath delight. How do we have fun as a people? Yeah. Part of Sabbath is that we have fun as the people of God. Sometimes we can feel like that is almost unspiritual. Yes, if the balance tilts one way, but, but it could be. But we need to be a people who have just a great deal of fun for no other purpose than God created you to enjoy this world. Yeah. That you were created to enjoy this world. 
You know, I get it sometimes when we teach about fun, it can feel like, are you watering down the message? We need to just have this fervent zeal, and we do, we do need to be serious about proclaiming the gospel. We do need to be serious about serving people. We do need to be serious about being set apart and holy. And yet, it's still, God desires that we have fun, guys. God desires that we experience his delight. The biblical word for fun is delight. That's the Greek translation. I just made that up. <laughs> I don't know what the Greek word for fun is. But sometimes... We're concerned if we talk too much about fun. What if we all become hedonistic and all we want is pleasure and fun and all this other stuff? Again, if we are committed students of Jesus, we will never go in that direction. But if we're committed yeah. students of Jesus, we will see that he is also a person of deep fun. Come on. Again, Christianity does have the hardships. It has the trials. We need to pick up our cross. And that exists, and that's there for a reason. But we also need to be people of joy, fun, delight. And we need to wonder. We need to have like great wonder as we look out into the world and say, man, God, you really did do a good job. Mm-hmm. And so we live as signs of new creation mm-hmm. when our Sabbath reveals some degree of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for those of you who are like anxious about having fun, take your time. You'll find something fun. Let's go to Genesis um, chapter 1, verse 31. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. So today we're talking about Sabbath delight and how as we're practicing our Sabbath, we stop, we rest, we have fun. Next week we're going to talk about worship. All of these things play a role in what it means to practice the Sabbath. Genesis 1, 31. God saw that all that he had made, and it was very good. There was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Think about what Adam and Eve, the first people who were created in Genesis 1, they were like, you're, you're created in my image to rule and subdue, all this other stuff. And then, okay, first day on the job, what are we going to do? Rest. Rest. What were they going to do? They were going to look at everything God made. There was going to be a lot of ooh and ah. Like, ooh, ah. Like, imagine the first time they came across a giraffe. Ooh, ah. And then a hippopotamus. Ooh, ah. My son loves hippopotamus. Just a lot of, and then they looked at, you know, imagine in Eden when they came near the mango tree. They were like, ooh, ah. And then they came near a banana. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Then the rushing water, they jumped in there and they swam down. And they're like, they probably were just having a field day in the garden of the light. And then the next day, they went, they went and did what they were called to do. But they probably enjoyed that first day. Now we don't know. I don't even know if there were mango trees there. But I can imagine what else would they have done for 24 hours. Now, some of you think they just prayed and worshipped consistently. Maybe, but I doubt it. Maybe. And so when the scriptures talk about God saw all that he made, and it was very good. This is the Hebrew word tov. You go to the next slide. Tov is this idea of favorable, valuable, enjoyable, well. Like God looked at his creation and was like, this is good. For all of my builders in here, I've seen you guys do it. A couple of weeks ago, Wade and Trevor and, Mo- and a little bit me, we put together a, a, a situation. <laughs> And Wade stepped back, and he like, it wasn't good. And Trevor fixed it. And Trevor stepped back, it wasn't good. We were all adjusting. And finally, kind of, and then they did something with the stuff, and I did a little bit too. And we all kind of looked, and was like, 
This is good. You know, I felt something special happen. Okay. Did you too well? Like, I'm not going to do that again, but I felt something special. And this is God looking at creation and saying, this is good. I'm pretty sure the angels with him, he's like, look at this. They're like, whoa, this is nice, man. This is good. And so when the scriptures talk about good, good is intended to be enjoyed. Good is intended to be embraced. And again, I want us, there are days where we need to focus, there are seasons where that may not be as consistent as we like, but on the Sabbath, let's, let's carve time to enjoy life. Enjoy this life you're given. You know, as image bearers, we are called to enjoy this life. They couldn't start their new assignment as God's co-regents or God's viceroys without first starting out with enjoying what they saw. You know, for some of us, this is hard, and it could potentially be distracting, especially when we're like, Steve, we need to be talking more about how we could bring the kingdom here in Portland, and you're talking about fun. There's no fun in baseball. That's from a movie if you ever seen it. <laughs> and yet in discipleship, in following Jesus, we should have a deep degree of fun. Yeah, and it doesn't require we spend a ton of money, but we should be people of fun. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19. Ecclesiastes is one of those somber books where everything's meaningless and meaningless and meaningless and chasing after the wind. But there, which I agree with that, that's scripture. But there's a part here in chapter 5, verse 19, that's really important. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possession and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. What the writer of Ecclesiastes is talking about is enjoying our life as a gift from God. Yeah. You know, America is all about self-improvement. You just got to get better. You got to hate whoever you are. But just being able to just take one day and just like, I enjoy everything I have, even the very little that I have. For many of you with young children, you see your kids play with the box instead of the actual toy. They just enjoy it. You're like, I should just buy the box. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. But they like, like my, my, my son just plays with boxes, empty boxes. And I'm like, there you go, man. And we still buy the expensive toys because maybe... But I think a lot of times we are like, I'm going to enjoy life, fill in the blank. I'm going to enjoy life when I get a little bit more money. I'm going to enjoy life. But God is like, I've given you so much to enjoy right now. Yeah. So much in front of you to enjoy right now. Someone is on chapter five. Let's go. I skipped ahead. So I, I, when I went down to Miami around this time last year for a wedding, I still wanted to be consistent with practicing the Sabbath. And so I told some of the guys who was in the wedding party, I'm like, I want to be consistent in practicing the Sabbath. So I'm like, I want to spend this time in the morning, then I'll hang out with the groomsmen afterwards, and then I'm going to try to maybe find a place to play basketball, just to, and then Sunday was the wedding. And then one of the guys was like, how about we do paintballing? Man, but those things are expensive. He's like, I got a coupon, $5. I'm like, let's do it. So me and all their groomsmen went and played paintball. I had so much 
fun. So much fun. You know how many people I bodied that day? It was incredible. Bodying means I shot this. Translation. Press that on the recording. But you know, I was crawling on the floor. And it was awesome. And then so one of the two of the groomsmen were, were not followers of Jesus. They grew up with the um with the groom. Um, their whole life, and so after the wedding, one of those groomsmen walked up to me, and he was like, "Yo, I didn't even know you're a minister. I never seen ministers have fun." <laughs> He's like, "What church do you go to?" I'm like, "The Church of Fun." <laughs> and I'm like, actually, "Actually, I don't have a lot of fun. I need to have more fun." And then we had a good talk, and he was just talking about what I just said earlier. Christianity's boring. That's why he never became a Christian. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm like. There is a call to holiness that you need to take serious because holiness in so many ways is good for your health. But I'm like, we do have fun. We do need to have fun. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, wow, man, when are you going to play paintball again? I'm like, I'm going back to Maine. I don't think they got paintball. Do that? Okay. Maybe we do that again, man. Just make sure that um, you guys don't shoot me in the face. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Hardships will always exist. But the Sabbath can function as a sign that, you know, the world doesn't have to be that way, and one day it won't be that way. One day God will restore everything in heaven and earth. You know, many of you know, I, I appreciate the writing of um, N.T. Wright. He has this powerful quote about the Sabbath that um, I want to share with you guys. <clears throat> now that heaven and earth have come together in Jesus Christ, and now that the new day has gone, we live from that point of view in a perpetual Sabbath. The time has fully come, and we should not try to downplay the note of realization of a new sort of time already launched. So perhaps the proper way to celebrate any kind of Sabbath, um, any kind of Christian Sabbath, would be just that, a celebration, a way of recognizing in a creative way in music and art and dance and family life the fact that heaven and earth has indeed come together in a new way in Jesus. That the rest of the old Sabbath has been replaced with the celebration of the new. Mm. And so there's this idea that when we practice Sabbath together, I want us to be a people who are just celebrating what God is doing. Celebrating what God has done. Celebrating what God will do. And a huge part of that is having fun. Delighting in God. And finding those moments where we could carve out that time. Now, again, for everyone, it's a little bit different. Maybe you're like me and you're not that fun. I used to be a lot of fun, but I'm semi-fun. And some of you are, your life is fun. And I might try to fellowship with you on my Sabbath to get some of your fun on me. But we want to do it in a way. We want to do it in a way that honors God. Let's go to um, the next slide. In Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. Paul is quoting from the, the philosophy of his time. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Right. <clears throat> As we prepare to have fun on our Sabbath, we still need to practice discernment. Yeah. Yes. We still need to practice discernment. Sure. I've seen too many of my buddies who are trying to have fun 
they're really competitive, and when they get on the basketball court, mm-hmm. every unwholesome thing mm-hmm. in all the creation comes out of their mouth. <laughs> and they were, they were trying to have fun, but it's just like when they get on the court, they can't honor Jesus. Mm-hmm. In that situation, deny yourself from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen friends who, <clears throat> you know, in, in South Florida, they had nightclubs. And mm-hmm. if you think that Christians can't go to nightclubs, that's not necessarily true. Now, maybe some of you are like, no, you can never go. That's not necessarily true. We can talk more about that. But if you go to the nightclub and you start dancing as if the Holy Spirit has never been in your body, mm-hmm. we got we to gotta take it back. Maybe you don't go dancing anymore. Right. You still have, you're still right. a Christian in the fun that you're having. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing with drinking. Sometimes, you know, you want to go out, have a good time, and like chug um, drinks or Bud Lights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a drinker, obviously. Is it Bruce? Do you want to touch some Bruce? Whatever, man. Anyhow, we just still want to practice. We still are followers of Jesus. And if our fun is causing us not to honor Jesus, then maybe we consider being having fun in other areas. And so I just want to encourage us that we need to use discernment. This is not a license to live according to the flesh when I'm calling us to have fun. It's, a, it's an encouragement to enjoy this good life. So I give some examples. This is not an exhaustive list, but I give some examples of what we can find delight in. Playing sports. Again, if you're the ultra-competitive type who's nothing like Jesus in a competitive sport, maybe you don't play sports. But some of us, you know, we just, I just want to play for the sake of playing. And you get upset when you hear people say that. You want to play for the sake of playing. We're playing to win. And you're like, okay, that's what you can't do on your Sabbath. <laughs> but you don't play sports. Enjoy playing sports. Be creative. Use your imagination. When we were kids, we had great imagination. Now we get older and we think everything needs to be a dollar. Well, you can just be creative. There's like some cool things you could do that will just fill you with joy. Fly a kite. Some of you can fly kites, and you should. The Fowler family make knives. That's what they do. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But we could be creative. There are different ways that we can just enjoy creation. Outdoors activity, going hiking, that's free most of the time. Camping, I know we love the outdoors here. Camping, going in the nature, just soaking in all the free nature and all the good stuff. Going to the beach, you know, walking out there, tossing rocks, seeing kids build snow, I mean, not snow castles, sand castles. Snow castles too in the winter. Trails, going on trail walks. But these are things we could do outside that are fun. You can have a lot of fun. I would say even playing video games, but in the presence of other people. Some people play video games with someone all the way in the other side of the world and ignore all the people next to them. Like, yeah. Figure out how do you get on the, the video games and bring community even with that. Go on dates. You know, just go on a date. Go find something fun to do with someone else. Be an encouragement. Just have a great deal of fun. Be creative. There's so many different creative things, especially in this incredible um, community that you could do that's fun. You know, for, for, for our married folks, intimacy. Enjoy intimacy. Find great encouragement in that. 
And that's when everyone gets silent. <laughs> oh, I hate when preachers talk about intimacy. It just makes me want to, ugh. That's what you, some of you are feeling. I get it, cringy. But that's okay. It's a part of life. Uh, music. Music. Make music. Enjoy dancing, playing instruments, singing. Like, these are all incredible things we could do that are fun. And I haven't even mentioned some of the things you guys probably find even more fun. You know, maybe you go on there and I, I don't know. I don't know what else would be fun. But that's why I said I need help. <laughs> For me, I like reading a good book. Good book encourages me. A good history, YouTube. It's fired up. Just 30 minutes. I don't need too much of it. I put on here museums and Julian's like, that's not fun. <laughs> sure. She would like that. No, no but some of you might find museums fun. <clears throat> but the goal of what we're talking about is, as followers of Jesus, how do we have fun? How do we set aside at least one day? I would say, if you can, find margins to find things you enjoy, do it. But especially set aside on when you're practicing the Sabbath. Like, how do we have fun, and how do we do it as a family? Uh, my kids love going to the park. Well, one kid loves going to the park. The other kid just loves being wherever he is. Um, and I want to do that for them. I want them to have fun in that way. But how do we do this as a community where we are just consistently having fun and enjoying the very good that God has for us? You know, one of the most attractive things about our faith is when we're not hurried and we're balanced the way Christ wants us to be, juggling his purpose of loving him all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving others like our son and being able to be a blessing in all the different areas we're engaged in. And when we practice a Sabbath that has fun, there's something attractive about that life. Yeah, absolutely. There's something incredibly attractive about that life. For a long time growing up, I thought Christianity was about like, you know, you just got to keep reading this Bible. You carry it wherever you go. And the bigger it is, the more important you are. But you know, Jesus didn't carry around the scripture. He had a reputation of being a sinner and a drunkard. Or hanging around with sinners and the drunkards. And I think a huge part of that is he just knew how to lay back. If you've ever seen The Chosen, that Jesus looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like you hang around that, you're like, wow, man, I'm going to be cracking up all day if I hang out with that Jesus. The other Jesus I had in my mind, I don't know where I got that from, but he was just this stoic. Like, whoa, he's brooding, man. But he saved us from our sin. Um, and so I really want to lift up the, the chosen uh, directors for giving us a fun oh, image of Jesus in our heads. And so I want to encourage us to do this. So what we're going to try to do last, I, I've been hearing the good news that we've all been kind of practicing the Sabbath celebration dinner. I've been hearing a lot of people enjoyed it, and it was a great time. I, like um, maybe shared um, earlier, we did it, and it was incredible. I enjoyed that time with our community group. The next practice of this practice, let's find people in our community groups that we can do something to delight with. Yeah. Let's find something that we could collectively, even if you don't like it, maybe you get a delight in someone else's delight. That's part of being a parent. You know, so you, So find someone else. So everyone's going hiking, I'll join you guys. And I'm going to complain. When I get back in the car, I'm going to find Jules, and I'm going to complain the whole way. Like, we just walked. Is that what we just did? We just walked? Yes. And everyone's like, that was powerful. Wasn't that? Didn't you see God? And I'm like, we just walked. <laughs> and we walked on an incline. <laughs> That's it. We do that to the glory of God. <laughs> so seriously, if you guys are doing hiking, I'll, I'll totally show up. We'll, I, we'll have a I don't know if I 
not doing anything else outdoors, just to be clear. Right now, during Etiquette Coder, I won't do that, but well, let's find people in our community groups just to enjoy something with, to really just have a great time. Um, we're going to pray for uh, communion, and then uh, we'll continue with our worship service. Father, we thank you that you have said everything is good when you created it. Your son is good. And we get to enjoy that covenant relationship with him. We thank you for the blood poured out for us. We thank you for the body broken for us. We pray that as we take communion that while we recognize the soberness of what sin has done and what you had to do to redeem us from it, we also anticipate new creation where we will sit with you in great delight as we reflect on you restoring all things before our eyes. Again, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. We love you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.